it going tonight, everybody? We are Run the Real featuring Mike, Terry, Fox, and Dan. And we are back with our monster movie category, which focuses on two monsters specifically. What did we watch? Kong Skull Island. And that may be the big monkey Kong. And he's still growing in this movie. Yeah, we're we're like building up to Godzilla versus Kong. And I saw that Adam Wingard was saying that that line in this movie, how they say Kong is still growing, is like how they're going to make him be even bigger to take on Godzilla. Oh, yeah. That's what they got to do. Make him big. He got to get swole. Yeah, he was like, thank God they put that line in there. (laughs) Godzilla would be so big compared to Kong. Bigger is better. I need a bigger monkey. I hope we get like a Rocky-esque montage of old Kong like running up the mountains and like lifting boulders. But yeah, we watched Kong, Skull Island, and we're going to spoil it. Yeah, so beware of spoilers. They're ahead if you haven't seen it yet, um, because we're going to talk about it. This one's a little different, honestly, from like the traditional King Kong movies. A little different. It has a lot of similar elements, though. I definitely like that they do that in this one, because when we talked about Kong, or the original King Kong, I was like, I said there, I was like, I'm not a big fan of the traditional story for King Kong. I find it a little weird. So I very much like that they told a completely different story in this one. Yeah, this one that's set in the 70s, it's like right after the Vietnam War... Is like what they they've decided to send the troops home, and then the the scientists. This is their shot to explore this mysterious island to find monsters, and they find him. Yeah, John Goodman's on a monster hunt. So is Samuel uh, L. Jackson <laughs> for most of this movie too. He's got a vendetta against Kong. He's one angry dude. But uh, what'd you guys think of Kong Skull Island? It's a very fun action movie. Reminds me of, like, Predator and things like that. Yeah, that's a good comparison. I'd say that you're right on with that. This one kind of tugs at my heartstrings a little bit, you know, even outside of the obvious references to, like, Apocalypse Now. Reminds me a lot of movies I grew up with, like Platoon and We Were Soldiers and Black Hawk Down. Yeah, it's got all the soldiers kind of making goofy remarks, you know. One-liners. Yeah, one-liners galore. A lot of (laughs) one-liners. Yeah, some cheese in there and some awesome action. See, for me, I like the style this movie has. It, like, oozes style. Like, the scenes where you see the explosions and the guy's aviator, the reflection. Yeah! But I do think this movie, like, leans into the Guardians of the Galaxy tropes and Suicide Squad as, like, characters too much. I think they didn't nail that very well. The style of this movie is awesome, but I I think they overdo a few things in it, and it, like, impacts my enjoyment of it a little bit. You know, the one-liners in the cheese is a bit much. I'll, I'll, I'll line up with you on that, you know? It feels a little uh, conflicting sometimes, but, you know, is this Platoon or is this, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy or Avengers? It's definitely Avengers. 
We got Captain Marvel, Nick Fury, and Loki in here. <laughs> That's true. You're right. Yeah. They do have a star-studded cast for this, which is pretty cool to see all these uh, famous people in the movie together in King Kong. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree with you. The style is what really stands out for me, at least. Um, like, yeah, the, the backlit shots of Kong, like with the sun behind him, and it's just his like, shadows staring him down. A lot of like intense eye shots of him like glaring people down and stuff. Oh man, it's just so cool. Him versus Sam Jackson, the ultimate stare down contest. That's so awesome. The cinematography is amazing in this movie. It's so good. I think Sam Jackson is the only person who could stare down Kong and like, you're like, I don't know who's winning this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Flames are like engulfing all around him, but he's just standing there glaring at Kong. It's so cool. (laughs) He's awesome in this movie. I I don't know though on the characters. Um, They are all one note for sure. But to me, it, it came off more and like, that's why I bring up Predator, right? The the one note characters they come off more like the people in that to me than like Suicide Squad because in Predator they're they're one note for a reason like it it's easy they're stereotypical you can latch on to them all that good stuff but Suicide Squad they actually like try and flesh out character motivations and depth and things like that and it just doesn't work because the writing's so bad and the story's so bad in that. And I got the feeling in this they're going more for the the Predator style of... They're just stereotypes to have fun with. Yeah, I didn't feel like they really cared about fleshing anybody out. Besides, like, Sam Jackson and, um... I guess John Goodman's character's kind of got a backstory to him, but everyone else really doesn't seem like they've got much, yeah, like, layers, but I never really felt like I needed them either. They're mostly just kind of cannon fodder, honestly. <laughs> yeah, reminds me a lot of... Black Hawk Down and Saving Private Ryan in that regard, where you give, like, the captain a backstory and everybody else is just there to get blown away at some point. Yeah, I think I personally would have enjoyed it more if they had a little bit more backstory to some of these people. I think there's too many characters in this movie, um, because you have all the military guys, then you have all the research team, and then you have Tom Hiddleston, and you also have the journalist. And John C. Riley. Yeah, you have the guy who's been trapped on the island since World War II, which I thought that was a really fun opening. Oh, yeah. That's a great opening. I liked him a lot in this movie as well. He's part of that star-studded cast, but there's a lot of characters in this, and they give them a decent amount of time with each of them but it doesn't feel like you're getting anywhere with them like you said they're mostly cannon fodder but it does feel like they tried to make some of these characters have more quirks to them kind of like guardians of the galaxy style or suicide suicide squad that's why i bring it up and they like overplay like CCR and other classic rock music, I think, in this movie. Did you say overplay CCR? Did that just come out of your mouth? Man, we finally got run through the jungle in a movie since, like, the 80s. I like all that stuff, and it's not bad. Like, none of this is bad. I just think it's overdone. I think maybe, personally, just my take is I'm kind of tired of every Vietnam 
thing having CCR attached to it. <laughs> you know, that's fair. <laughs> in every form of media I've watched, you know, that isn't a documentary has some kind of classic rock or CCR attached to it. And they definitely do that a lot in this movie. That does feel very like Guardians influenced, just having all those musical tracks everywhere. Yeah, that's why I bring it up. Not that it's bad. I mean, it's very enjoyable to watch and it's got style, but I feel like that's where this movie ends, is it's enjoyable to watch and it has style down. So it's a fun watch, but doesn't get any deeper than that. <laughs> I, I guess since I like CCR and all that stuff, I, it doesn't bug me too much. I feel like, uh, you know, a lot of the other ones aren't like super... I didn't feel like a lot of the other ones were super overused songs, besides like maybe that one by the Hollies. I'd agree with you on the music too. I know I've harped on it in the past too, that I'm also tired of people aping Guardians of the Galaxy for the music. I mean... That movie tied the music in to the plot integrally, right? So that's why it works so well in that one. It's not just, oh, we, we're picking all the top pop rock songs from this year or the, this decade and putting it in our movie. We're like Guardians of the Galaxy. No, you're not, because that movie tied it in very well to the plot and made it very important and impactful. So... Yeah, I'm also tired of movies aping that because they all miss it. Ape it. I guess on this one, it's more for fun. Like, I just have more fun whenever there's like music playing. Like, I think I'm always like, I I really, really just like listening to the songs and watching the montages. It just adds a little bit of uh, fun dynamics to the movie. Yeah, that's why I'm saying like, it's not bad. It's just you, you get face value what you get there and that's it. I kind of appreciate, you know, you know, uh, one, of, one of my hobbies is the vinyl record collecting, and I do kind of appreciate that where Guardians was the cassette era, this does have some neat vinyl stuff, and that guy brought his, I don't know, what is that, a Victor Rolo along to Skull Island? Yeah. <laughs> They're like blaring it on the chopper. I'm going to start carrying mine around everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> There's also the, I I think unintended effect too in this that since they're using those songs at least for me it completely nullifies any of the original score that they had for this movie like i don't remember a dang thing about the original score in this all i remember is ccr <laughs> and paranoid and all that good stuff what is it? There's like one big score piece. What is it? Was it when the gang gets there and there's like a big almost Jurassic Park-esque sweeping moment? Yeah. And then there, there's one track I really like they keep doing and it's like a distorted guitar thing where it's like boom, 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 boom. And it's just like this really like low rumbling sounding thing like whenever they're like getting ready to face Kong or something like that. That was really cool. I really liked that bit. I mean, yeah. Popular tracks are definitely the standouts for sure. At least like the Godzilla one, that orchestra they had for it was so good. Like I can I can remember that, but this one I'm just like paranoid. Explosions. <laughs> Boom. There we go. I'd say they're comparable. I don't know. I can remember like the do 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 from the original like the last one we watched the Godzilla movie, but that's about it from that. And in this one, uh, I can remember the boom, 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 boom. 
So I guess they're like kind of one and one, and at least I can remember <laughs> all the popular tracks too. So yeah, I I don't know. It's hard, yeah, because the the famous pieces stand out so much in this, whereas the other ones, the original score is like greatly overshadowed for sure. Even I mean, it, they have it playing though during his fight at the end too, which was awesome. But I still don't even remember it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it blended in with the movie, though, so I don't think that's, like, necessarily a bad thing. I mean, I enjoyed the popular songs so much, too. Like, they were definitely so much more fun, so it's a good thing, I think, too. I really like King Kong's entrance into this movie. Um, like, they're exploring the island, they're bombing, or they, they're dropping these bombs to, like, get readings on the crust underneath the earth and then all of a sudden this tree just comes flying in <laughs> kong's like screw your couch what are you doing here so abrupt it just it's kind of scary yeah because when i remember seeing it in theaters i was like oh <laughs> the tree just goes slamming into the helicopter man man i'd forgot about it even sitting here in my chair, I was like, oh, <laughs> when it happened. <laughs> they totally reverse, like, the fight. Like, instead of having Kong versus the aircraft at the start, it's at the beginning, and he wins. It's great, because I think this kind of goes into, like, the theme of the movie a little bit for me. Is like, what Samuel Jackson is saying, literally, like, right before they get to the island, is like, Icarus flew too close to the sun, and his wings melted, and he fell back to the earth. But us, we're America. We got American steel, you know. We ain't gonna go down so easy. But, like, literally, they are Icarus, and Kong is the sun, and they have gotten too close to the sun, and the sun has knocked them down. <laughs> like, it's so <laughs> awesome. Yeah, what I appreciate about it, too, is, like, with Godzilla, we were saying, hey, you have to wait, like, an hour before you even see Godzilla. In this movie, you see Kong in the first 30 minutes, and you get a pretty decent amount of time with Kong in this movie. I don't know the runtime, but it feels like he's in it a lot. He is in it a lot. Like, they flesh him out as a character, too, in this. Like, Godzilla ain't got no character in the first one. But Kong, Kong's got a character in this movie, and we get to see him for most of the film, too. It revolves around him and not the military guys. It's definitely a lot more balanced. I like the balance on this one better. Just because, yeah, they, they have a extended action sequence right away with Kong, and then he pops up quite consistently throughout the rest of the movie. It's nice. It's really nice. Just Yeah, he's so cool. I love just seeing him because he's so awesome in this movie. Yeah, the CGI is awesome. And it's in the daytime, too. Like, almost the whole movie is in the day. They're not trying to hide the CGI away. They're like, look at what we can do. Ain't it cool? And I'm like, yeah, it's cool. It's awesome. <laughs> I hadn't even thought about that, but that's a great point. Yeah. I mean, even I think next week, it's mostly in the dark. Like, this is the only one I can think of that's like in the, the monster verse, quote unquote, where like it's in the day. I guess we'll see if, you know, Kong versus Godzilla changes that, but... It's really cool. Just, yeah, it just gives it a different vibe, I think, too, because, I don't know, I, I think this has kind of gone into their marketing a little bit, and I think that's what they want me to think. But, you know, Kong is like, I think of more like daytime orange reds and stuff like that, and Godzilla's more of a blue, darker, nighty time kind of thing, I guess. So they, they've kind of given him a personality through the colors. Yeah, that's true. And uh, at least for me, Skull Island is pretty interesting, and I think 
that contributes to why they show him in the day a lot is a lot of Skull Island is kind of made up of CGI backdrops. Like, I think sometimes it's a little too much overdone CGI in the background, but it does look really cool and it looks really good. It is very good CGI. I think it's better here than it was in Godzilla, and it wasn't bad in Godzilla by any means. I love how, like, varied Skull Island is. Like, it almost feels like a video game open world where there's, like, a ton of different biomes and settings and even kind of, like, iconic landmarks and places. And monsters. And monsters. Like, bamboo forests, big old lakes, like, the, the grave pit. There's so much cool stuff, yeah. And they have, like, a cool monster in each area, you know? Like, it's pretty diverse. Like, a really nice, cool island with a lot of different things. They keep that from the original and, like, all the remakes, where it's like every time they encounter a new area, there's something new there waiting to kill them. And they gotta get around it or kill it first. And I love the stuff in this. Like, the bamboo spider is so creepy. I completely forgot about that thing from the first time I watched it. I was like, ugh, that's terrifying. And that's another great shot of like when they look up and like see the spider, like the sun's behind it. It's just, oh man, so eerie. You know, I saw that the director said that Neon Genesis Evangelion was one of his like influences, and I can definitely see it in that bamboo spider. Oh yeah. There's an angel just like that in that show, pretty much, with, like, the long, creepy legs. Ugh. I guess that and the, the skull walker things are kind of like the first angel they fight. I do appreciate that it's, like, a more low-key movie. Like, these skull things are... I, I guess it's more simple. Like, these skull walker things aren't out to destroy the world. They're just, like, existing and stuff like that. Well, I guess you could say that about the Godzilla stuff, but... There's heavy destruction in that. I appreciate, like, the smaller scale. Kong's, you know, keeping control of his island. He's the king here, and they're just watching and caught up in it. That's true. Yeah, it is a lot different. Yeah, just a nice change of scenery from, like, just typical city destruction and stuff. I gotta say, like, this Kong, he's probably, like, my favorite version of Kong of all the movies I've seen, and I think I've seen all at least all the live-action ones. Like, he feels like a god on this island to me. And, like, all the other ones, like... Yeah, he's like the top of the food chain, but it always feels like he could be killed at any second by some other big thing that's been trying to kill him. And this, I don't know, he just has this like presence that's just so cool to me. And I don't know, it's awesome. I love him. Well, he's so big in this one, too. That helps out a lot with that. Like, yeah, his only other competitions, those, uh, the skull crawlers. But besides that, he's, yeah, it feels like he's in control of this island and. He's got everything finely balanced, right? You know, he's getting along with the people who live there. There's no issues until, of course, the military shows up. But, you know, he's he's got everything locked down. And I, I don't know. It's just, it's awesome. I love how they characterize him in this. I love that octopus scene pretty early on, you know? Because he's sitting there and it's, it seems like maybe he, like, might almost be ambushed. And you're like, oh, no, this thing's really doing a number on old Kong. But no, he's just... This is just like a regular lunch break. And yeah, we kind of see it's it's kind of like a Godzilla in the last movie where like he's not going out of his way to cause like harm to like the soldiers and stuff. He only did that because they started bombing everything. He's not malevolent. He's just the, uh, you know, he's he's in control. Like I said, I guess, you know, he's he's not going to go out of his way to 
hurt anybody unless they've like done something to upset the balance of his island. Yeah, they definitely hype him up to his character with the tribe and like the the religion and the the tales they have passed down about how he and I guess his family defeated the Skullwalkers or whatever Kong's family. John C. Riley's character, especially, he like hypes up Kong. You can tell that he's like, "Oh yeah, Kong is the best. I love Kong," <laughs> <laughs> and I I appreciate that. It's it's pretty cool. It's fun to watch, too. I love John C. Riley's performance in this. I do just love him. He just cracks me up. Such a sweet, he seems like a sweet guy. He does. He's so nice, and yet, yeah, he's, every once in a while he says something really weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's really fun in this movie. I like him, and I think Samuel L. Jackson the best. Oh, yeah. They're cool. I wish uh, John Goodman had more to do in this movie. But his death scene is pretty, like, humorous, I guess. <laughs> his, uh, what was it, his camera just starts going off? Yeah. I was surprised they killed him off, because he is like the Carl Denham replacement. So I, I was surprised that they got rid of him. Yeah, I, I really like him. But, yeah, I don't know. He He's cool. I love John Goodman as a whole, so I'm always happy to see him. My my biggest complaint with this is like um with Tom Hiddleston's character and Brie Larson's character, they feel like they're supposed to be like the main people, but they don't do anything. It doesn't feel like they have much to do at all and like all the interesting characters are, and the more fun characters are the side characters like Samuel L. Jackson and John C. Riley. Like I'd almost wish that it was just like those two they just decided to focus on mostly the whole time. Yeah, it seemed that's why I was saying that there's too many characters, I think. And they split them up for most of the movie. You have the military guys off doing their own thing. You have the scientists and uh, Brie Larson and uh, Tom Hiddleston doing their thing. I feel like if they could have maybe had more people die at the beginning and then kept the cast together more, I think that would have been better. You could have more development with the people. Because yeah. Tom Hiddleston and Brie Larson, they get a fair amount of screen time, but they're very boring characters. Yeah, I never really care about them, yeah. But they weren't as fun as the other ones, so I'm kind of fine with them taking the back burner, even though the movie presents them as the main ones. I was reading that this movie was originally going to be like three hours long, and they cut out an hour of it, and a lot of that extra hour is character development, and it's in the the novelization oh yeah it sounds like they flesh out almost everybody in the novel actually sounds like a Zack snyder's justice league situation <laughs> release the voight roberts cut yeah you won't hbo max i dare you <laughs> let's start a trend if we if we start now in like three years we'll uh, we we'll get, get it <laughs> this movie is almost two hours just in itself too so it it is pretty long that's true yeah I, I never really feel it though when i watch this yeah I, it's such like an easy watch for me it's just so entertaining so much just action and yeah the the characters are mostly fun besides the leads but i i just i just i get sucked in most every time i watch this yeah i agree it does not feel as long as godzilla felt <laughs> 2014 godzilla 2014 i have to like specify yeah same yeah i've been 
When I say Godzilla, I mean 2014 one. <laughs> what do you guys think about the skull crawlers, though? What What do you guys think about them? Man, they're awesome. I just, I love that they took a creature from the original one that we, like, haven't seen since the original and, like, fleshed it out and, like, beefed it up and was like, all right, we're going to have this as the big, bad monster on this island for Kong to fight. I just think that's so cool. In the original, it's just that dinky little lizard crawling up to, I guess, attack Jack. <laughs> yeah, like the goofy-looking little guy. <laughs> now, yeah, they're like big old scary skull-faced people. Yeah, I think they look cool. And that final fight that Kong has with the, the big one, that's so cool. When he grabs the, like, boat propeller thing... I was like, oh, you know, I think I audibly went, oh, it's <laughs> so cool. Yeah, or he gets the tree and like just rubs all the leaves off of it and just smacks him. Man, I love that baseball smack. It's that so cool. Awesome. <laughs> that lizard's lucky you didn't get shoved down his throat. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's saving that move for Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, Kong fights so cool in this movie. Like, his fighting style is so awesome. Yeah, he's so adaptable, you know. He'll, he'll pick up stuff and use it as a weapon. Yeah, I really hope they bring that same, like, fighting style he has into the, the battle with Godzilla. Oh, yeah, and he's a lot more agile, too. He's jumping around on the mountains and stuff and... He's fast. I like how gory this movie is, too. Like, at the end, he rips the thing's throat out from its tongue. Yeah. I'm like, oh. <laughs> that was a great ending to the fight. I guess I do have one, like, I don't know. I guess it's a complaint about the skull crawlers. I do think they look a little weird. Their top half is awesome, but I don't know if I really like that their back half's just a weird tail. It's just something about it doesn't. It doesn't sit right with me. I don't know. I kind of wish they just had four legs or something. I do like how they use the tail against Kong in that last fight. It makes it, I feel like, a little more interesting than just like a, you know, massive two buff monsters slugging it out. It's like agile and trying to choke him like a snake. That's true. And like, yeah, they use it to like pin down one of his arms. I am conflicted about it. Like, I like that what they use it for, but I just, I don't know, something about it just feels weird to me. Like, the top half I love. The skull face is amazing. Just something, I don't know. But I like what, I don't know, I'm very conflicted, obviously. But I just, I don't know. It's different, and I like that it's different. It's different. It's weird. It just doesn't quite sit right, but I don't know. It's, it's a small complaint. I, I can't quite put my finger on why it's weird to me, but it's just unnatural, man. It looks a little weird when you see it. Like Kong flips it around, you see his backside real good, and you're like, oh, that looks kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel you. I like that this movie also drops the, like, King Kong is obsessed with a woman angle. It has a scene in there where you're like, oh, is this it? It looks like it's going to be it. But then they cut away for the, like, final fight. <laughs> Or no, the fight with the military guys. I like it too, actually. You know, I was talking, I think, in the original Kong review that we did that I, I like the love angle, but I'm happy they don't go that route. I like how untraditional this is, and they do a good job with it. Like, it's just a, a totally different Kong. They, like, look at each other. It's like a sign of respect almost, and then he leaves. Like, that's it. 
and he and he saves her at the end, you know, but it never feels like forced or anything. It's just he's he's a he's a protector in on in this movie, and he's just trying to maintain the balance. They definitely use the story in this to play him up to be the good guy in uh, Godzilla versus Kong that's coming out. I didn't realize it until watching it, but I'm like, oh yeah, they're definitely playing him up as the protector of mankind, especially in this one, since he's looking out for that tribe and protecting them from the skull crawlers, and then he goes out of his way to save Brie Larson at the end, too, since he unintentionally <laughs> knocked her off the mountain. Oh, he looks like he feels so bad about that. He does. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I got some, like, weird, I guess, maybe I'm reading too much into Kong in this, but, like, I kind of get the vibe, like, you know, he acts tough, but he's kind of a big softy on the inside, which, you know, that is kind of just Kong in general. Well, maybe not the original Kong, but after that, he's kind of a big softy in the inside. Like, he's, like, looking up at the stars at night. He's kind of got that, like, wide-eyed, almost childlike sense of wonder as he's watching. Yeah, he looks sad when he knocks Pete Larson off. Um, they have, like, their moment where he's, like, he wants to connect with her and, like, see these new people and connect with them, and then um, that's when the explosion happens, but... He seems like he's kind of lonely, you know, like his parents are dead and he's like looking for any other sort of connection. Yeah. And even the scene where he's like wounded from the military guys, you can tell he's like really in pain there. You you can like connect with Kong. You can you can feel what he's going through a little bit. I will say, you know, this movie has a post credit scene and I don't think I've ever been this excited for a movie ever after seeing that in theaters. Like, Avengers, forget about it. Like, this movie, <laughs> when I saw that at the end, I was hyped. Oh, my God, I was so excited. Seeing Mothra, King Ghidorah, hearing the Godzilla roar. Oh, so epic. Oh, man, it got me pumped even when I watched it today. <laughs> when I watched it this time and the Godzilla roar, I was like, ooh, okay, yeah, I'm pretty excited. <laughs> I don't even remember liking God's, you know, King, whatever, King of the Monsters all that much, but that roar, mm, I am looking forward to revisiting it now. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that was a cool post-credit scene. I... I almost wonder if it should have been in the Godzilla movie, though. I'm not sure, but it being here connects it to those, which is for sure why they why they put it in this one instead of the Godzilla one. It's a bigger surprise in this, because like in Godzilla, it's like, okay, yeah, surely they're going to bring Mothra in here, King Ghidorah, if they ever make more and more and more of these. But at the end of Kong, I would have never have guessed. I can't remember back to the year 2017 very well, but uh, had they announced Godzilla vs. Kong when this movie like came out? Like, Had they announced it before that? I think they had. I don't remember for sure. I think it might have been after they released it, because that was a big surprise when I saw that credit scene. I feel like I would have saw it coming if they'd announced that. Maybe they hadn't. This was a long time ago, so... I can't believe it's been so long. I... Didn't even realize that until you said it there. Four years. So here's another like little speculation I have about, I don't know, the interconnecting universes. John Goodman's character says he was on a ship that got like attacked and you see like the claw marks and stuff. Do you think that was Godzilla who did that? Yeah, that yeah, that was the Godzilla one. That scene in Zilla 2014 where they're like, they were trying to kill it with nukes or whatever. 
And that was him? Like, he was there, that's, like, why they found him? Well, yeah, I think his boat was the boat that, like, instigated the incident. If I mean, if I was guessing. Old Zilla got it. Or Godzilla. I can't say (laughs) Zilla anymore. Don't say his name in vain. Yeah, I guess if we're speculating... I don't know if I'd call it a concern, but I feel like they're going to do with Monarch what they did with S.H.I.E.L.D. in the Marvel movies. And that when we get to Godzilla vs. Kong, there's going to be some kind of flying aircraft carrier that comes out of like a river or an ocean or something. And they're like, this is Monarch today. That's how they're going to get Kong to the U.S. That's true. They're going to airdrop him from like the, uh, what is it? You know, the S.H.I.E.L.D. carrier. Just reuse the CGI assets. Use the same thing. Why not? (laughs) That would be awesome. Just reuse the helicarrier from Avengers. (laughs) No one will notice, right? We got to save money because of the pandemic, y'all. We're reusing the helicarrier (laughs) scene. (laughs) They just intercut it in there. Yeah. They don't even like try to edit it in normally. <laughs> Use your imagination on this part, okay? Oh man, that'd be hilarious. I don't know. I'm, I'd be okay with. I mean, they are kind of already like the ones who are all have these monsters under wraps, at least judging from the next movie. But I mean, in the Japanese ones and the later ones, at least there's like the Godzilla Defense Force or whatever that's specifically <laughs> <laughs> around to like monitor godzilla and like uh you know keep tabs on them i feel like monarchs only as relevant as like they're like we gotta buff up kong to fight godzilla and they have one dude standing out there with the boom box playing eye of the tiger yeah <laughs> man i could just envision it like we like have a close-up of stallone he's doing like the boxing pose and then we zoom out and you see kong's mimicking him in the background doing his punching <laughs> oh my god that'd be so cool man they're gonna need like a whale to like mimic the big old slab of beef in the freezer yeah. <laughs> they, they just have a whale hanging off of the helicarrier and he's just punching <laughs> oh my god <laughs> When will we get the run of the real cut of this movie? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. They need to hire us for these movies, dang it. You know, I know we already talked about the actors, but I feel like sometimes Sam L. Jackson, like, phones it in and just, like, plays himself. But I feel like in this one, he kind of got into it. Like, he had a rivalry with Kong, maybe. The only man who can stare down Kong. You're right. I mean, who else? Yeah. Man. I don't know. I just think he did a really great job. That's where, like, the the best parts of the movie are for me, is that weird relationship. You know, Packard is, like, the most developed character, I think, in this movie. And the, the colonel who's, like, sad that the war's over because he doesn't know what else he's going to do. He's, like, depressed. And then he just moves his focus onto the next war, which is Kong. He's, his character is actually, yeah, really interesting. I really like how Sam Jackson betrays him, too. He's kind of, like... We got to get to the ship to save our man, right, everybody? You know, he's like trying to like cheer up his crew, but really all he wants is the weapons there. It's it's good. I agree, yeah. I think him and uh, John C. Riley have the most developed characters. Yeah. Oh, we get that that nice scene in the ed- end credits, too, with him. That was nice. I like that. That hits me so hard, weirdly hard, every single time I watch this movie. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad it's not just me. I wasn't going to say anything. 
yeah, it's like not an emotional movie at all, but this I guess because they made us like him enough that it ma- makes it real nice. It feels like in a lot of other movies he'd probably die or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but unless he gets his happy ending and like his son's still there, his wife is still there, like everything ended up working out for him. Well, we ready for some overall presentation? Anybody got anything else? I think I'm ready. You could probably do it. All right, let's do it. What's the scale, TV? Yeah, our scale goes from burn it, pass, watch it, or buy it in that order. We all are each going to take a turn um, saying some stuff about what we like about this movie, about what we don't like. And it's always randomly picked. Um, You know, usually I get some inspiration from somewhere to kind of pick somebody. And uh, funnily enough, I do have some this time. It was last week, you know, the episode was over. I was like, Man, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself for a whole week. I'm just sitting here. I'm kind of sad. Like, what am I supposed to do with the recording? You know, it's just, it's just, that's like my life, right? And then I get a call from Mike and he's like, I got another mission for you, Terry. And I'm like, huh? Really? <laughs> he's like, yeah, we're going to record something. And don't worry, I'm going to go first. And I got a big old <laughs> smile on my face and a pep in my step. <laughs> Yeah, I'll go first. Um, You know, the more we talked about this movie, the more I've decided that I like it. I do have some problems with, I think, they kind of overdo some, you know, familiar tropes and stuff like Vietnam War and CCR, that kind of stuff. But the big monster fights are cool. And like I said in the Godzilla review, I like big monster fights. I'm like the popcorn typical movie big monster fight dude you know (laughs) i like that stuff so so, you know i like this more we talk about it i'd give this a buy it all right well man that was profound i i would have to agree with a lot of the things you say i mean ccr does show up in everything vietnam related but that said growing up a lot of the movies i watched and most of my favorites were films like all the ones that i keep referencing over and over from vietnam era so i won't list them out all again but those do hold a special place in my heart and this movie does like make a lot of references to and kind of capture the essence of a lot of those so i think it's you know not only got a broad appeal to the action crowd that likes those military movies, but also to the monster fight movie fans like us. And this movie has some wild monster fights. Oh my god, they definitely do not shy away from it. And I very much appreciate that. You know, the characters aren't super fleshed out, but I do think Sam L. Jackson and John C. Riley, who I love dearly, do a great job as kind of the I would say they kind of lead things. I know Tom Hiddleston and Brie Larson are supposed to kind of be the main characters, but they're just good action fodder. I'm also going to give it a buy, I think. I I just told my fiance, she hasn't seen this yet, unfortunately, but was like, man, I'll, <laughs> we can watch this again as soon as we're ready to watch King of the Monsters. I'll, I'll watch this one first with you before we progress. I could watch this a number of times over. It is just so much fun. Yeah, I think this movie is like super entertaining. I get sucked in almost every time I watch it. The action's great. Kong is awesome. This is probably my favorite interpretation of the character, Kong. He's just so like godlike in this almost, you know. He's maintaining the balance. He's so cool. And he's he's kind of different from a lot of the other um, versions of him 
I like how they kind of twist the formula and change it. Um, the setting's really cool. The 70s, right after Vietnam. It's really unique. Um, they might play with the tropes a little bit too much, but I like all that stuff. The music in this is really fun and entertaining with all these montages. Um, the characters, you know, I end up liking almost all the side characters more than I like our two leads, which is weird. Um, I just don't feel like they have enough to do. But, like, Sam Jackson is great. Um, John C. Riley's great. John Goodman, even, I think, is really good in this, even if he's not quite as um, fleshed out as some of the other people. But he's still, he's got some stuff going on, too, which I really like. So, it's is definitely an improvement from uh, the last movie we watched, Godzilla 2014. They give the audience what they want, and I want it. And so, I'm going to give it a bite. Yeah, following on what all these guys said, this is a real fun B movie. It reminds me a lot of the B movies I love, like Predator, for number one example. I love that movie. That's like, I know Fox was talking about Event Horizons, like his go-to movie, if he wants to watch something. Predator's my go-to movie if I want to watch something. So I really like this, because it hits a lot of those Predator beats for me, but does it in a unique way. It sprinkles in a lot of other movie types in here and kind of mixes them all up into something pretty fun pretty fun and entertaining to watch the characters are all cool and endearing for the most part um kong is awesome and is actually a character in his own movie and it's nice they definitely champion him up as the um protector of the people for godzilla versus kong all the action in this movie is superb. It's so cool. It's so gory, too, for PG-13. They, like, push all the limits, and that was very unexpected. Like, even Kong gets messed up pretty bad in this, too. Um, so, it's, it's just, it's real fun. It's pretty funny, too. And it's got some great performances from Sam Jackson, of course, and from John C. Riley. I own this one, um, so it's a buy it for me too. It's it's just a lot of fun, and I've always enjoyed watching this every time I've put it on. Always look forward to watching it again too. I'll buy it. So that's pretty crazy. I wasn't expecting that, honestly. Yeah. I didn't either. <laughs> I, yeah, I wasn't expecting it. You guys convinced me. I'm glad we could pull you to the the side of light. Yeah, me too. First time I watched it, I didn't remember liking it this much so after watching this again i i think look i'm a godzilla fan i want godzilla to win but i would be okay if kong won too i do really like this version of kong i think i could accept it yeah if they stay true to this version though mm, adam wingard what i hope he surprises me i'm pretty pumped actually now i'm looking forward to it all right so have we talked about what we're doing next week Oh, no, but if you've been following the trend of the movies we've been doing, next on the list is Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Aw, yeah. I'm so excited to watch this. I almost bought it to have it delivered <laughs> so I could watch it on Blu-ray. But I was like, mm, maybe I'll watch it again before I do that. <laughs> I'll just give you a copy. I have it. I have two copies of it. 
Ooh, well, I'll take it. <laughs> Actually, I have three copies of it. What? Technically, I have the Blu-ray, and then I've got head. I've got the 4K Blu-ray combo. Oh, nice! <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to rewatch this. It actually hasn't even been that long since I rewatched it because I just did that Godzilla marathon like what last year. But I'm ready. I'll go back in again. I I I remember really liking this movie. So I will concede that I was really drunk last time I saw it. So <laughs> I feel like that would help. Yeah, I think that would only make it better. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It uh. It didn't. <laughs> I'll say that. Song. Oh, no. I'm looking forward oh. to seeing it ideally not as drunk this time. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll find out next week if Fox's opinion changes or if it stays the same. In the meantime, if any of your listeners out there want to get in contact with us, you can find us on Facebook or Twitter at Run the Real, or you can email us at runtherealpodcast at gmail.com. I want to know what your thoughts are about Kong Skull Island. Is it your favorite of the MonsterVerse? Is this your favorite version of Kong? What is your favorite version of Kong? These are all things I need to know. Mm-hmm. Tell us how much you love Godzilla, too. Yeah, yeah. Give us your thoughts on the whole MonsterVerse. Yeah, who you think's going to win. Although I think I did the math, and I think our uh, first uh, episode of the series comes out after Kong versus Godzilla, so... Everybody will already know who won, but... Um, we don't. We don't know yet, so... <laughs> Not yet. Be sure to get in contact with us anyways. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. We're so lonely walking <laughs> these shores, fighting the movie review fight. <laughs> anyways, uh, thanks for listening to us tonight. We really appreciate it. This is Run The Real, signing off. He's not. He's not a mane- malevolent. Malevolent. Male. What? Huh? Malevolent. malevolent. <laughs>